Welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for joining us for our Gold Coast Suns team analysis, Chris. Getting into the Gold Coast, my second favourite team, much better than those Brisbane Lions. Mate, you do this joke every time. 60% of the time works every time. <laughs> but for once, they're my second favourite team also, so we can't be too upset with each other. Hey, oh yeah, I'm getting into that uh, the old sugar-free sun-kissed as well today. Well yes. Um, also, before we get started, let's hit those. Ooh. It's quite nice there, wasn't I've it? I've got FOMO. Mm. Hang on. I think I win. Um, okay, yeah, so win. let's hit our socials. We are SC Insider 100. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and all the audio platforms. So SoundCloud, Spotify, and Chris, the ones I forget? Uh, iTunes and Google Podcasts, just the two biggest ones, mate. You'll get there eventually. Stitcher, Twitch, <laughs> you name it. And also find us uh, on YouTube. It is Supercoach Insider, and we uh, thank all of our YouTube followers at the moment for the love yeah. and for all the subscribes as well. Just as a quick little update, in the last seven days, we have smashed out nearly 5,000 views. Chris, you wanted non-rookie numbers? That, they're still rookie numbers. but It's, a, it's a step up, my it's, friend. It's it's like we're off the rookie list. We're, we were a category B rookie and now we're a category A rookie. <laughs> that's where we're at. I think that's fair. Uh, quick little shout out. Um, Brett Mollison, uh, mate, your time is coming. You are... Basically, the leech of coming up soon. We got some beer funds for releasing two podcasts in a day. I love these beer funds that I can't actually. I love them even more. <laughs> but you keep bringing out all these beers. Like I was like, are these ever going to end? Like, what's that about? No. But Brett was really considerate. He said he wants me to get you the finest water money can buy. Oh, excellent! It's, so I said I'm going to get you an Evian it's from the Swiss Alps. <laughs> yep, with a little bit of cucumber. You know, ice glazed. <laughs> I better get some sort of minerals in there or something. You would you would hope so. Uh, also, while we're there, the amount of lessons we've had, so quick little shout-out to BJC, Justin Wall, uh, Justin Wash, Bear Harris, Harrison Vella, Aaron Hancox, Joel Bowser, Stoney, oh, Stiffmo, James Elliott, David Kirby, uh, Lockie David Davenport, Lucky yep. Davenport, Brad Cunningham, and John O'Carroll Binger, mate. So thank you very much for all of the listens. Excellent. They've been smashing it out. So I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of recognition to start. Beautiful. All right. Well, let's get into the podcast, guys, and we'll get straight in there with the rookies. Got to love them rookies. And obviously, um, look, Gold Coast didn't really make a splash this year, but they've just got so much depth right now and a lot of players that they need to blood. So um, going to the draft is really not really what they need to do. Uh, they did add, of course, uh, number seven pick uh, in Elijah Hollands, who was touted to be the number one pick all season. Unfortunately, he did his ACL start of the year um, right before the season was cancelled. So um, that's made him slip back a little bit in the pecking order. Um, I think the stats are around if you do your ACL, there's a 25% chance you'll do it again at some point. So it's a it's a very big risk to pick up someone who has done an ACL, um, and that's obviously why he slid. But he is an absolute jet, um, 188 centimeters and 85 kilos. He's a medium forward type that can also play in the midfield. So think your Dusty Martin, think your Jordan Degoe, think your Cam Rayner if he ever gets in there. That sort of player. 
um, high impact, um, can kick on both feet and accurately at goals, unlike Sprainer. Um, so oh, he's delicious, isn't he? <laughs> he is delicious. Um, he's an absolutely fantastic jet. What I'm hoping is I hope he doesn't get gig this year because he's sort of on the verge of coming through. Um, he's almost back into full training. Uh, he could play early in the season, but I really hope that they give him this year, build his knee up, build his confidence up, get him some – smash some kids in the knee full um, or whatever. That What's the second tier league called? Have they got a name for that yet? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I can't remember. Whatever it is. Um, it's like the I, East Coast League or something. Yeah, yeah, whatever that league is, get him to smash some kids up and then uh, come in next year at 123K for us all. That would be really nice, wouldn't it? It would be great. It would be great. So, yeah, I keep mean, an eye out for him. It will be great. It will be great. Uh, yeah, he's, he's 180K this year. So um, someone you'd probably pay if he gets lined up. If he lines up there, he'll probably be like, make you cash. I would consider it. And you get, you'll get you probably get a couple of games to have a look at him because I don't think he's going to start round one. Um, but, yeah, definitely one to look at. Keep an eye on him during the preseason. Keep an eye on him during the season because he is a jet and you've got to fuel that jet. Fuel the fuel, jet. Fuel the jet. I don't know uh, why we're doing this. That's actually probably not a good symbol on a low to high. Fuel, visual fuel joke for later. Fuel Those listening, jump on the jump onto YouTube and see no. that joke. Well, I, I watched myself and I kind of like picked it up going, oh, that's not a good idea. All right. So outside of that, they picked the other four picks that they picked up were all rookies. Um, so they're all super, super cheap. Um, but Aiden Fife, he's a 190-centimetre, 83-kilo winger. Very, very outside player with a, a quick dash, 2.89 second, 20 metres, um, but very barely goes inside, and that's really the, his deficiencies. Um, you've got Reese Nichols there as well, 188 centimetres, 79 kilos. He's an inside midfielder that played in the Quaffle last year. Um, the GC obviously had academy rights to him and they picked him up. And the other two that they picked up is Joel Jeffrey and Alex Davies. Alex Davies is an inside midfielder and Joel Jeffrey is a defender. Um, again, all of these guys, very, very, very unlikely to play. Um, but if they do keep an eye on them, cause obviously they're basement price. So, um, interesting things there. Uh, the other thing I wanted to highlight is obviously there is still some rookie price players that could make an impact this year and will probably be pretty important, especially even as downgrade targets. Um, so we've got Rory Thompson at 123K. He's obviously there for you know eight years or whatever has been their stalwart centre-half back. Now, unfortunately, they do have you know, Lacocious who's moved back there, Sam Collins who's pretty much cemented his spot, and Charlie Ballard that um, likes to play out of there. So I'm not sure that Rory Thompson's in the best 22, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, if he's not, First injury down, Thompson's going to be coming in. Um, Sam Flanders is still fairly cheap. He's 192K, so um, uh, he only played a couple of games last year, so still gettable at, at uh, that rookie price. Um, surprisingly, Zach Smith um, is 216K as a ruck. Um, he Super actually cheap. was retained on the rookie list, yeah, so very, very cheap. Um, so if there is an injury to Wits, that is a guy that you would want to get in because he can score points. Um, and the last one is Jez McLennan, beautiful, silky left foot. Um, yeah, highly touted as a running defender, but of course, again, he's probably not going to be in the round one contention, um, but to definitely keep an eye on him because if he comes through, he's going to be a cheap option for a downgrade. And that's it. That's the um, that's the rookies. Wow, they had a big turnover too. Oh, dude, did like they ever? Many, they lost a lot of players. Yeah, and look, uh, they all, their list got cut, so 
their list size got cut, um, which obviously impacted them. Um, but yeah, they lost uh, Jacob Dawson, Corey Ellis, Sam Fletcher, Pierce Hanley, obviously retired. Jacob Heron, George Hall and Smith retired. Jesse Joyce was delisted. Anthony Mars retired. Mitch Riordan was delisted. Josh Schoenfield was delisted. And of course, Peter Wright went over to Essendon in a trade. So Jesus. Did you say Heron got delisted? I did. Oh, mate, he'd be gutted. Why is that? Well, it's a tough pill to swallow for old Heron. <laughs> Surely. Remember all those Heron jokes, man? We're going to be, we're going to miss out. We're that, going to find That's you. true. Heron has made uh, many a references on this podcast. Oh, and now he's without a job. He's going to have to be on the Panna Doll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's so bad. Well, that was good. That was way better than the first joke. Don't sell yourself short, buddy. That was really good. Oh, wow. You should have gone with 60% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> every time. Oh, Jesus. All right. Um, Now let's get into their best 22. Now it is a little bit difficult. I'll be honest. Um, Their best 22 is hard to pick these days. Um, You've got guys like Harbrow, who's actually a now retained rookie, but still a a obviously senior player within the group. And I I think he's best 22. So um, I'll go through it from the back line. Uh, Butterick, he seemed to nail that spot last year. Sam Collins at fullback, along with Charlie Ballard, who has been a fantastic intercepting defender. Um, you got Harbrow there, as, as, I, as I mentioned, Lukosius, who literally lit up the season last year, and Jack Bowes, who's found a new role down there at halfback. Um, on the wing, I've still got Anderson there with Raul and Ellis. Um, and then uh, from the forward line, I've got Powell, Day, Ainsworth, uh, Rankin, King, and Sexton with Wits, Weller, and Greenwood inside. I don't think that's Weller's best spot, but they just seemed to persist with it last year for some reason. So... Um, on the interchange bench, I've got Swallow, Atkins, Miller, and McPherson. Now, the problem with that interchange bench is they're all midfielders. <laughs> so um, I don't think that's probably how they line up, but those are their best players on the bench. Like, Yeah, yeah. Um, for depth, I'll go through. The, they've just got a lot of depth. They've got Rory Thompson. They've got Will Brody. They've got uh, Braden Fiorini. They're actually a really strong side. They, they are. They could surprise this year. Um, Oleg Markov obviously has moved up there from Richmond. Um, Jack Homsch is there. You've got Sean Lemons, who has been a consistent player for them. Nick Holman's been in and out of the side. Um, as we mentioned, Flanders, Hollands, Corbett, and Burgess. All of those guys could have games this year. Um, and, yeah, I expect them to rotate at some point. So it'll be interesting. It will be interesting to see how Gold Coast go this year. I don't mind their 22. They're very talented. It's just whether or not they can sink it. And um, and Jew's got them going all right. So, I look forward to Matt Rowell. Oh, Matty Rowell. Matty Rowell. Oh. oh, it's delicious, isn't it? Oh, it's so delicious. Oh, Matty Rowell. <laughs> that's actually, yeah, and I, I do agree. That's a tough uh, 22. Also, they have still have a larger list than everyone else. They do. It's, you know, they do have an advantage in that. Uh, however, don't forget that because they have a larger list, at any time someone else could stand up and take someone's spot. So that is the risk. Yeah, well, I just think that all those rookies that they drafted, there's no chance of getting games. No chance. But I'll see how we go. Outside of Hollands, of course. Right. Yes. Chris. Yes. Talk into the people. No. Right. <laughs> okay, fair all enough. Right. So you want to hit the um, premiums. Let's premiums. get into it. Premiums. All right, or, let's or hit. lack thereof. Lack thereof. <laughs> well, let's hit the premiums first out of the gate. All righty, premium. So I'm just trying to keep track of time here as well. Yeah. 
All righty. First one is basically Matty Rowell. We can. <laughs> I love that we skip the other premiums and just go straight to Rowell. Well, Beeline that guy. Let's go. The best player they have is also one of their youngest. So let's have a look at Matty Rowell. Averaged 102.4 over five games, a small sample size, 63.9% time on ground. Injured round five on six Supercoach, which means his true average is actually 125 Supercoach points. Oh, that made me hard. Oh, this makes Brucey very excited. It really does. <laughs> right, so that's why people can see some value in his selection. Yep. He had scores of 72, 171, 141, 114, and six. Now, to give you a little bit of an insight, right, against West Coast, they played 75% time on ground, had 26 disposals. 80.8 disposal efficiency, 14 clear, uh, cl- um, contested possessions, 11 ground ball gets, one mark, two goals, seven tackles. And a partridge in a pear tree. Killed it. And then at, <laughs> against Adelaide, he had 81% time on ground, 20 disposals, 65% disposal efficiency, 11 contested possessions, nine ground ball gets, one mark, two goals, 11 tackles. He just does everything that Supercoach wants you to do. So – Tackles hard win and wins possession from tackles. Um, he kicks goals. Dude, that one where he's running, he literally gets the ball from a clearance. He's running outside the square and outside from 50, 55 metres out on his opposite foot, it just goes straight through like post, mid-post height. I just unbelievable. Um, I don't know what you can say about Matt Rowell other than he's just a, a shockingly good AFL player. Uh, yeah, comparisons to a whole bunch of different players, but super coach wise in, and the junior level, Sam Walsh came through and absolutely was one of the greatest super coach players at junior level ever to, to produce. And the following year, Matt Rowell eclipses him and out averages him by 12. Like it's just insane how good he is at super coach. Um, now the question is going to be, can he like, yeah, we've got a small sample size of five games. We had, Obviously, uh, the shortened game, shortened quarters would suit a rookie coming into that. Doesn't have to work as hard. Um, so there is things uh, you know working against him, and he is five hundred k. So if you're picking him, you're picking him to be a premium. Uh, there's no way around it. Like you're you're picking him to be essentially a top ten midfielder. Um, so I don't know. Um, I really like the pick. I love it. He's been in my side most of the season. But I do find myself if I need to get cash, like if I've got him at M6 or M5, but, you know, I've got enough cash to upgrade him, you know, am I pulling that trigger? Um, for a large part of the start of the season, I was like, well, Matt Rao versus Patrick Cripps. And I'm like, ooh, that's actually a tough call. Like it actually is. Now I'm going with Cripps at the moment, but if Rao oh! outscores him, if Rao outscores him, I might just neck myself straight up. You did not just say you are going with Patrick Cripps. I did. Well, I know I've also got Sam Walsh though because he's obviously going to out-average him. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing with the audio over here, bro? You just playing around stuff. I'm trying to fix your voice, Chris. Uh, my voice is good. Um, it's so silky. No, I apologize. We are we are trying to make some little edits as we go. We can kind of hear the feedback. So. That is why I do apologize. I tried to fix Essendon and Fremantle and Geelong was uh, you know, quite a bit better. So Fremantle Geelong wasn't too bad. 
And hopefully this one will be even better. So just trying to do little small tweaks, small tweaks. Okay. Chris, I can't believe you just said that you put Patrick Cripps in your side after you spoke so much crap. Oh, I, I didn't say he was going to average bad. I just said that Walsh is better. That's it. Okay. It's, 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 and that's factual too. So you're saying they're both going to be a top 10 midfield option then, basically? Uh, no, I just said that it, yeah, Patrick Cripps is good value at 520K. But why would you pick anyone unless they're a top 10 pick? I think he's got the scope to go anywhere between 105 to 115. And so that makes him value at 520K because worst case scenario is a good M8 at Ah, 520K. That's so funny. Last time I heard that, I laughed so hard I fell off my dinosaur. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. That would almost round us out for the premiums for Gold Coast. Um, (laughs) But we will touch on uh, Hugh Greenwood had an outstanding year, average 105.6. He averaged 93 the first four rounds, averaged 112 the last five 690s, 800s, also had some horrible scores, 61, 69, 85, not that bad. Scored 90-plus in 82% of his games, so again, really reliable there. Four 120s, including a 132 and a 144. Now, here's the interesting part. He actually averaged 5.7 Supercoach points more without Raul, which means that he's actually probably six points overpriced, so you're kind of looking at around that 100 or just under, realistically. That's valuable information for draft. Draft, that's exactly what I was about yeah. to say. For draft, he's actually probably about six points overpriced, and he's a midfielder owner this year, which means he's actually less value than last year. So just be careful what you pay for. Avoid, avoid, avoid. And the other one's obviously Tuki Miller. Hang on, hang on. I am not done. Right, now, Greenwood. Okay. Uh, sorry, wait for the joke. Oh. Can I press a button? No, you may not. You press... <laughs> Chris, you press my button. I feel like I want to be able to press the button. I don't get the buttons. It's all you button buttons. You don't get the button for a reason, Chris. <laughs> right? It's my shit. You sit there and listen. Um, okay. Hugh Greenwood should consider a life in politics after footy. Okay. The Greenies have already planned their campaign already. I said vote Greenwood for Greens because if Green can, Green would. That's, that's really bad. Okay. That is an all-time low. <laughs> It was an all-time low. You're right. That's pretty Good band, bad. by the way. Great band, all-time low. Sure, sure. Um, okay, so Tuke Miller, you're right. He had an outstanding year, 105.9 average. He went up by 21.1. It's crazy, right? His best- uh, he just got unleashed from being a, a tagger to an offensive midfielder, so yeah. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, Zorko is no longer the tag threat, so why would you tag anyone anymore? His best supercoach average by 16.7 supercoach points. He had 290s, 1100s, so extremely consistent. And five 120s, including a couple of 140s in there, only one score below 80. The problem I'm finding with Tuke Miller this year is Raul obviously back. Um, you've got Atkins coming into that side as well, and you've got Anderson probably wanting more like on-ball rotation. Is Tuke the one to come out? I'm not sure. He actually averaged 113 the first eight rounds and had an average. He actually scored 2.2 points less per game without Raul. So he was the one getting okay. – he was getting more ball off Raul. So it depends on the roles that are played, to be honest. Like David Swallow, if he's fully fit, is he in there? Yeah, and et that's 100% a consideration. You know, Swallow – I mean, I actually think he's played his best football really off a halfback flank. But, I mean, what do I know? Whatever. Um, I ask myself that all the time. Yeah. I, I Look, for draft, I'm avoiding these guys. I don't know enough to pick up Miller unless I can get him at value. And at 106, that's not value. Even if I'm picking him up at 100, am I like, ooh, 
I just go, ooh, do you like that? I don't know. I can't can't do it. What do you think about Jared Witts, mate? The tall, friendly giant. Um, I remember someone I paid them out a bit last year. <laughs> said that he was going to be a top three. You're like, ruck. An elephant never forgets. No, I, an elephant never forgets. <laughs> Said he was going to be a top three ruck, and I was like, he is not going to average over 105. I don't know what. I said I would put any money on it. And, and um, you didn't. I should have. Oh, you got to anyway. put it on the line. On the line. He's <laughs> right. So he uh, he averaged 99.7 the year before, averaged 93.4 this year. He did have that, was it an ankle or something in the preseason uh, 2020? So I actually think he is some value in draft. I think he will slide a few picks. And if you put Matty Rowell in that contest with more time and a fit wits, I actually think wits could do pretty well. Um, Maybe. Like, like what's pretty well? Like oh. like over 100. Okay. Not well. much. It's as in he's – I still think you could get about a seven-point buffer out of him in draft. I think I, people I are going to – I think gonna, he's one that you wait until like round 16 and if he's available you pick him up. Well, I think if you miss the top – sort of three to four rucks, you kind of just leave it for yeah, a while. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. That's what yeah. I mean. Like if he's around, then great, but I'm not targeting him. Um, moving on, I mean, everyone else is really sort of almost mid-pricer category. You got, you know, Jack Bowes. I don't think he's going to be, you know, anything to increase his his output from 84. But Bowes is really good value in draft, and it's because he's a defender this year, right? Other years it hasn't been great value, whereas Bowes being a defender – he averaged 84, 82.6% time on ground, which is up quite a lot. That's about seven points up. Yeah, but is he going up? But that's because of his role. I think the defender has exactly. more, more time on ground. So I actually think he's not a bad option. I think he's been consistent in actually improving slowly, right? So it's his fourth year this year. He's only been in the system three years. He was pick 10. He averaged 90 the first nine rounds, 77 the last eight, four 90s, 300s. And he pretty much got left down at the end of the year where he had four scores, basically averaging 66 the last four. My problem is that there's just better options in defense for the Gold Coast Suns. I mean, I would 100% go Jack Lukosius over him every day of the week. Well, speaking of Lukosius, right, 430K is kind of mid, mid-pricer-ish or like that fallen premium around Zach Merritt. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Zach Merritt kind of wins because he's close to him on price. However, I would not be surprised – Lukosius is super good, super attractive to watch. He is definitely a smoky in draft. I would love to pick him up. He's an 80 flat average. It would not surprise me if Lukosius went at least 90 plus this year. Yeah, me neither. And he's an absolute jet to watch as well. So oh. I do love it. Um, uh, other one is that could improve is Lockie Well, He actually went um, – I couldn't understand this. I actually had him in my starting side last year. He averaged 88.6 in 2019 and he was moving inside. So I tipped him to go 100 plus and he turns around, turns out an 81. Yeah. Now I'm hoping he reverts back to that wing and gets on the outside because he was hopeless inside on the ball. Or back into defense so we can use him in draft. Yeah, on the halfback flank or something. Like I, whatever it is, like it just didn't happen. So – I wouldn't mind picking up Lockie Weller as a sneaky because I do think that his role will change, which will actually put him back up a little bit. But I suppose we need to see the preseason to really make work that out. Oh, sorry. Um, outside of that, I mean, splattering of guys averaging 80, Brandon Ellis, David Swallow, um, Sam Collins almost got there as well. Um, so you're getting into more draft relevance? Yeah, all of can this I, is draft relevance. There's I, no can- real... Can I drag one in though? You in, can. As far you can as drag any of them in. Mid-price, uh, kind of nearly rookie-priced is Rory Atkins, 244K, <laughs> right? 
Good old Rory Atkins. So here's the thing, though. He had 20 games in 2019 at an average of 75.5. Not bad for a guy uh, priced at 244K. Last year, he just played the four games at a 50 average. Previously, we used to laugh at Atkins because he would he would go 51 week, 100 the next, 51 week, 100 the next, which is due to the role. He's an exactly outside. 75 average. I, I like it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And that, that was literally the painful part. Atkins would win you a draft round and then lose you a draft round, and it was extremely frustrating. But, again, that's the nature of playing an outside role. And it's funny because we actually put this up on the, on our socials. Yeah, we're, we did. We're having a bit of a muck around, and I was saying that Atkins, is, he's an outside player, and they recruited him for that role. He's kind of a link-up player. Now, Adelaide, he was on their kind of shit list. Once I think they knew he was gone, they're like, right, we're not, we're not playing you. We're playing the rookies. Gold Coast, were, I reckon they kind of signed that deal early, and he's kind of their link-up player. Now, he reminds us of a certain someone who gets a lot of cheap ball. Who also used to play on the wing. On the outside, <laughs> someone who gave us a, a really famous one star that one time, and <laughs> I, I basically said, I was like, Rory Atkins is the Aldi of Lockie Hunter. The Aldi version of Lucky Hunter. The Aldi version of Lucky Hunter. And See- Chris created a new nickname for Atkins. <laughs> it's Rory Seagull Atkins. Seagull Atkins. Get which- in there. And I hope he does seagull it up. Like, I want to see him be the ultimate seagull. Like, fuel the seagull. Fuel the seagull. Fuel the seagull. Because <laughs> he's definitely not a jet. Oh, wow. That was a zinger. Um. <laughs> How come I don't get any but I don't get uh, Yeah, thank you. Because uh, you're never delayed. You're never delayed. you're never funny, that's why. <laughs> Fuck off, I'm hilarious. Oh. I'm carrying you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you better lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, no, but I actually think Atkins is some good value if he uh, if he gets a fairly good role. Uh, we're actually good at making up nicknames though, too. Darcy Minigun Parish is no longer miniguns. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, also draft relevancy. I, I'd pick up uh, Isaac Rankin. I don't know what sort of, like, if he's going to be stay stationary in the four pocket, but Jason, he's an exciting player. And if he can get some more midfield time, he can be anything. So, um, definitely one to watch there. Isaac Rankin as well. Yeah. I think Isaac Rankin's good. I think Ben King is still progressing along quite nicely, but as a key forward, even though he's agile, I think he's still another year away from actually being in contention, even in a draft league, 55.6. Although, it's interesting. If you're in an extremely deep draft league, Ben King still had a pretty high ceiling. Forwards got screwed notoriously last year. So if you wanted to take a risk, I could see that. But I'm not really all for it. And Darcy McPherson has to be on their shit list. Oh, uh, he's just not in their best 22 anymore. No, he was killing it. And he then he got, he got made to play forward pocket for yep. the back end of the year. Like it was crazy. Yeah, I, look – I think that there's just so many of his types, those forward mid types at the Gold Coast. It's like, well, who's who's going to be the one? And he's definitely not. I am the one. I he's, will be the one. Um, but uh, Will Brody is the other one. So he's played played a lot of forward last year. Absolute. He's a dead set gun. But I don't understand how he's not playing. And I've heard a rumor that he's a bit lazy. So it potentially could be more off field than it can be on field because when he's on field, he's an absolute jet. But he ran a, a PB this year in the preseason, and so if he can get some time, he's, he's 344K as a forward mid. Yep. For me, so, it's still more draft relevant. I'm not paying 350 for a guy that is no certainty in a team. 
Yeah, that's the, that's uh, the issue. That, that is the epitome of. I like, think he gets risk. traded. I think, I think he gets traded this well, year. Well, he could have got traded. So it's funny because I think the lazy thing, you get to a point he tried to sell himself or they'd shop, yeah, shopped around and there wasn't much interest. So I think that was a real big firecracker up the backside. He dropped five kilos, ran a huge 30-second PB in the 2K time trial in his best physical condition of his life, worked tirelessly on his running because that's what he was really slack at. And Drew, uh, so, yeah, Drew, Drew, Drew said that – Stewie Jew. Typo. Uh, said he actually, yes, he actually hoped Brody would develop into a Mitch Wallace type player capable of paying, playing forward and on ball. Now, I'm still waiting to see that in the preseason. However, I would not be surprised. Yeah, well, I don't think he's best 22, but a couple of injuries and he, all of a sudden he's making you cash. But I, I don't know. He's someone to, to look at anyway. But if I'm Gold Coast, no one showed interest. I would be playing him this yeah. year. Yeah, you're not, absolutely. Well, they might make finals or fringe. Otherwise, you'll get nothing for him. If he's doing well, I'd be like, sure, forward with a, a smidge of midfield, look good for a second, we'll give you an attacking kind of role, and then we'll ship you off and cash it in a day. We'll catch you on. Well, that's a smart business move. Yeah, but this just doesn't seem how the AFL clubs aren't necessarily the smartest you know what I'm saying? Well, but again, side note, completely going to another team, Dunkley, for me, should be playing pure midfield because he's still got this year and next year on his contract. So worst case scenario, he goes in, he gets lots of midfield time, premium. If They win Essen- games because well, he's a jet and or whatever. If Essendon wants him, they have to pay a mozza, right? So he's in form, he's killing it in the midfield, right? And they actually might even have a chance of keeping him if they wanted to. There's no point shelving him, putting him in a pocket, saying, Stuffy, you want to leave soon, because it just diminishes his value. It makes no sense at all. I don't know. Winning that's makes why, sense. That's why Dunkley's still on my watch list. That's why I'm still kind of interested. Yeah, cool. I am failing. I, I don't want to let him go just yet, Chris. <laughs> you know what you need to do? Let it go. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. That's pretty much it. I, I think, think that, that is. It that, that, yeah, it's a bit of a short pod, but um, – I think they're pretty good. If you could choose one person out of this team as far as potential to be a top 10 outside of Matty Rowell, who would uh, it be? I don't like it. Um, Lukosius. Yes. Lukosius. Yep, yeah. I, I, I agree. He's got the most upside for me. Yep. That's why. Where are you going to pick him in draft though? Uh, I, I'm probably going to pounce on him to be fair. I, I'll pick – like what is what is the average? 80? Yep. Yeah, average 80. 80, 80 flat. I, I'd pick him up like 85 to 90. Yeah, if you yeah ballsy, yeah, go high. Because I think he could probably average ninety to ninety-five this season. I think he's good value. Yeah, so do I. I do agree. He did. I, I said Bit he could value. Actually, here's my notes. I said he could go eighty-eight plus in twenty twenty-one. So draft smoky, easy PB time troll as well. He had in twenty twenty-one start of this year, looking good. Looking good. Looking good. Well, look, I think that wraps us up. Nice it does. and tidy. I guess there's not much about the Gold Coast Suns except for sun, sunshine, and um, Matty Rowe. Seagull Atkins. Oh, Matt Rowe. Right. That's <laughs> Matt Rowe. But look, until next time, thank you very much, and we'll see you you again soon, guys. See you guys. All right, bye. Bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry! 